Oh, welcome back to Kidman Talk. Broadcasting live from the North Pole, this here's Santa Carl. And boy, oh boy, have I got a lot of Kidman presents still to give away from last week. If you haven't heard from me yet, you will. My elves are still going through all the tweets and emails and comments on the show notes page and collecting emails. And wow, how encouraging to hear from so many of you. But there is more to give away this Christmas season. In fact, Kidology loves equipping and encouraging so much that we'll be giving one lucky Kidology Premium member an Apple iPad Mini on Christmas Day. So keep listening for details. Ho, 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 ho. All right, enough with the Santa voice. I don't want it to become permanent. Ho, ho, ho. Hey, this is Carl Bastian, and I hope you are having a wonderful Christmas season. I'm still dreaming of a white Christmas. We've got a little smattering of it here. But no matter what the weather, I'm glad you're here today as we continue on our series through the Kids Church Cookbook. Today we'll be talking about how to create the main dish. All right, so grab some eggnog. Some Christmas cookies with some sprinkles on top, and let's talk Kidman. Hey, I've also got some exciting new music from Rob Biaggi. You've been waiting for a new album from him, and he has delivered. So let's talk Kidman. That's right, it is Christmas time, and my little boy just lost his second of his front two teeth. We're trying to get him to sing All I Want for Christmas is his two front teeth. Uh, he doesn't want to sing it, but he looks adorable. Maybe I'll post a little note there um, <laughs> in the in the show notes uh, page. He just looks fantastic there, losing his front teeth. Oh, man, that thing was dangling for like two weeks. We've been torturing him. I've been bringing out the pliers, talking about tying a rope around it and, and a, tying a rock to the other end and throwing the rock and all that. But it, it finally came out all, all by itself. But uh, it is Christmas time. And uh, we are in the spirit of giving here. I mentioned last week I was doing a ton of giveaways. And so I got a lot of feedback. I'm still going through all that. And I will be giving away some great prizes. But we decided that we really wanted to equip and encourage someone in a really awesome way. And so we are going to give away an iPad mini. So you need to tweet, you need to Facebook, you need to give away the URL of kidology.org slash free iPad. Send people to that page. Let them know because on Christmas morning, I am going to be calling somebody. That's right. If we have your phone number and usually the Kidology customers, we've got your phone number. If we don't, I'll just email. But I'm going to be calling someone on Christmas morning to ask them if they want a black or a white iPad mini. And then I'm going to go to apple.com. I'm going to order it. I'm going to put in your address and it's going to be shipped to you. So I'm just going to pick somebody who's been shopping in our Kidology store this month. We want to thank you for your um, support of our ministry. We want to equip and encourage you. The only condition is you have to be a premium member of Kidology. So uh, it pays to be a member on Kidology. But remember, we're a nonprofit. If anyone who, anybody um, who can't afford our membership fee, we just give it away for free. So don't let that stop you. If that's a hardship for you, you just go to the join page. You fill out that scholarship application and bada bing, bada boom, you are a premium member of Kidology. So you have no excuse to uh, not win that iPad mini on Christmas Day. But we're also, um, that's not the only thing we're giving away. In fact, we're giving away tons of prizes. In fact, right now, I'm going to give away five full copies 
of Rob Biaggi's new album. So listen up. Laura Warner, Travis Duke, Linda Bach, Rebecca uh, Hapian, and Deborah. Um, I don't know how to say this last name, Culier. Um, I probably butchered a couple of those names, but those are our five winners. Those are premium members who have been shopping in the store this month. They bought resources for their ministry so they can reach and teach kids or equip their volunteers. And so, boom, they are our first winners. They're still eligible to win the iPad Mini on Christmas morning, but they're winners today. I'll be emailing them right after the show to say, hey, your names were dropped on the podcast but you win a brand new copy of Rob Biaggi's brand new CD. I mean, this thing is so new. They're not even, Rob's not even shipping the actual physical CDs until next Monday. In fact, you know, what, what, what is the date today? The date today is the 11th. Yeah, now the 15th is when the CD is shipping, but you can already get a copy of the uh, download on Kidology, and it's a great CD. We love Rob Biaggi. His music played a role in my son coming to Christ um, through the music and the lyrics, and uh, it's a great line, and it's upbeat. I mean, Stink of the World is one of his first songs, <laughs> and it's just a great one. Really will appeal to boys. Kind of a 70s punk rock song, you know, talking about, you know, thinking about our sin. Confession, forgiveness. We don't want the stink of the world on us. And of course, he's always got music that just makes you want to dance. This will especially appeal to younger kids, kind of upbeat, swinging song. It's all about the joy of being a creation of God. Now you see, that's all there is to it. Let's try it again. I just want to dance. But the kids are really going to like this. Pirate song. Living a life upon the sea. What an adventure waits for me. It's heave ho, heave ho, back and forth we go. You sing. Heave ho, heave ho, back and forth we go. We got a captain for our life. His name is Jesus, Jesus Christ. Probably lots of ministry applications for a great pirate song like that. And then, of course, he's always got fun loud music. This is called Loud House. <laughs> Whether it's your, your home or the church. That's right, the family. Worshiping together.
like about Rob is he's got those upbeat songs, he's got those fun songs, those crazy songs, but he knows how to bring it down, and he's got some really awesome worshipful stuff God too. Is holy. That's just a sampling of five of 13 tracks on this CD. And uh, we've got it available for download. Those are five winners that I'm going to send a free copy to it. But I want to give away some tracks. Rob is a generous guy. If he could have his way, he would give away all of his music free to everyone. But the guy's got to make a living too. So he's always got that tension because he's just got such a generous heart and uh, that's why I love him so much. So he just said, Carl, just give away some stuff. And uh, But I don't want to give away too much because I, I want you to support his family and support his ministry. Um, you can get the, his CD in time for Christmas. You can get the download right now. But I want to give away 13 tracks. So the first 13 people to comment in the forum. Now, that's not the discuss notes at the bottom of the show notes. That's not tweets. That's in the forum talking about the show today. I'm just going to count to 13. I'm going to give you a full track of his CD. So I'm going to give away a whole copy of the CD to 13 people, but just one track of the CD. So you still got to buy the whole album if you want the whole thing. But I'm going to give you a one whole song to 13 people. So in essence, I'm going to give away the whole album but the 13 different people. Does that make sense? So you need to go to the bottom of the show notes and you can comment there at the very bottom with the discuss thing, but but you got to click on that link to discuss this show in the Kidology forum and boom, you will earn a free song, uh, one of these songs. And there's so many. There's you know, Great King Jesus. Jesus always wins. Is everybody ready to go? I'm with everybody. Great friends are the best and it's one about my god and love each other the way the truth the life and that one's based on john 14 6. it's, it's just a great album i'm so glad that after a couple of years uh rob is back with another exciting album and i love the name of the album it's it's grown up kid so i don't know if i inspired the album or not because that's what i am i am just one big grown-up kid well we are continuing through this series of the kids church cookbook and if you are a teacher of kids i challenge you and encourage you to pick up a copy of the kids church cookbook now you can just get section three which is what we're going to talk about today or you can get the whole thing and when i took a break from being in full-time children's ministry my wife actually challenged me you need to write the definitive work on children's church i you know i figured out i had written and taught over a thousand kids church services and with that kind of experience you learn some things over time and so I took time to write about um, as we talked about in the past themes and teaching and recruiting and lesson prep and writing and the third section is all about creating the recipe and as I talked about two weeks ago the, the the theme of a chef is because we don't just provide child care. I got an email last week from somebody who did not like that I even used the name child care. And so I need to issue an apology this week and a recantation that I even used the words. I, I did say that we were not providing child care, but I should have never even dropped that phrase because she was so right. And I'm not going to mention her name and embarrass her, but she, I stand while well, I'm sitting, but I sit corrected that I, I said, we're not providing child care. And, and that's true, but we are providing ministry we are ministering to kids 
and and we want to change lives. We want to invest in kids. And so when you are a chef of God's word, when you view yourself in that way, you're not just providing food. You're not just giving fuel to kids. You are creating a feast. You are putting together a gourmet spiritual meal for kids. And I think one of the things that discourages me or kind of frustrates me in ministry is that children's ministry, in some ways, it's in its heyday. I mean, I love the Children's Pastors Conference, and one of the reasons I love it is nowhere else do you have a football field-sized ballroom loaded with exhibitors with every imaginable resource under the sun all in one place. And there's a lot of other great conferences, but often they're put on by a publisher. And so while there may be um, other resources there, you're pretty much getting a lot of resources from one publisher. When you go to CPC, you're kind of getting everybody because all the publishers are there and the little guys are there and all these different ministries. And it's, it's amazing. Yet I remember when there wasn't all of those resources and there wasn't all those websites. I remember when Kidology was only one of like three websites on the internet providing resources and ideas and encouragement and, and answers to questions. And um, it's exciting. And yet at the same time, we can get so buried in all this other stuff that sometimes the main thing gets forgotten. And that main thing is leading kids to Christ and teaching them the Bible. You know, I say in the opening of this third section of the Kids Church Cookbook that sometimes we scoff at the old days, you know, with those gray-haired old ladies and their flowered dresses and their hair buns, you know, with their flannel graphs and their open Bibles. But they somehow produced the saints that founded the organizations that exist today, that perhaps even led some of us to Christ, <laughs> who, who now are wondering why we aren't having the same results today with all of our computers and projectors and PowerPoints and flash videos and high-tech equipment and props and books and resources and multi-million dollar environments. Why are we losing kids faster when we have more money and more resources? What has gone wrong? Could it be, could it be that we have lost our reliance on the Word of God as the foundation of our ministries? Can you imagine going to a restaurant a fancy restaurant and enjoying, um, you know, traveling musicians and great decorations and fancy menus and and all the hubbub of a fancy restaurant and then getting the bill and paying the bill, giving a nice tip and then leaving and realizing, wait a minute, I I had a great appetizer and I had an awesome dessert and there was this incredible salad and some great you know, side dish, but I I don't think they ever actually gave me the main course. But you were so caught up in the environment and the entertainment and the appetizer and the dessert and all the side things that they never actually brought the steak out. And you ordered yourself a $35 strip New York sirloin steak and you never got the steak. You know, I think sometimes that happens in ministry. You know, there could we could, there are some children's ministries that have so much stuff and so many programs and so many cool things and video games and games and inflatables and everything that it reminds me of the old Wendy's commercials. Where's the beef? Where is the steak? And so, and I've talked about this before and I've written about it on the website. 
you know, where is the Bible? Has the Bible been reduced to just one little verse in a PowerPoint slide? And then there's all this other stuff. And so we just have to ask ourselves, you know, do we use our Bible? Are they visible? You know, we teach kids that the Bible's like a map for life. It's like our guide. It's like an owner's manual. It's it's like the user's manual that, that came with us. You know, and someday kids aren't going to have us. They're not going to have uh, this amazing ministry. And so we don't want to create a ministry where they're dependent on us for answers. We want them to be dependent on the Word of God. We've got to teach them that when they have problems and when they have questions, they need to turn to the Bible for their answers. Because if we, by default, teach them that they're going to turn to a person or a program, they may end up turning to a different program or a different person. It may not be a good program or it may not be a good person. So we've got to train them that they turn to the Bible. That's why I've written kids' church units on how to use the Bible and how to study the Bible and just recently released last month how to memorize God's Word because it's so important to me that the Bible become more important to the kids than me. You know, I, th- I, I want them to like me. I want them to think I'm cool. I want to be their friend. I want to be a memorable children's pastor. But more important than them, I want them to know how to use their Bible, study their Bible, and memorize their Bible. Because when I'm a distant memory, I want the Bible to be more important. And I want to challenge kids that when I'm teaching things, they can challenge me. You know, I had a kid come up to me years ago, although it was way too far into my ministry, And I've always said to them, you know, if I tell you anything, that I say that God says this or I say it's true, you can come up to me and challenge me and say, where does it say that in the Bible? Now, I say, do that respectfully, but you you can do that. Well, I had a little boy come up to me one time. I was doing a wordless book magic trick, and I was going through the colors of the wordless book. And when I got to the yellow color, the golden color, I always had this joke. I would say, you know, there's so much gold in heaven that God didn't know what to do with it. You know, one day he said to an angel, what should we do with this gold? The angel said, I don't know. Why don't you pave the streets with it? And I would say, well, I don't really know if that's what happened. But the Bible says that there's so, the streets of heaven are made of gold. Well, I had a little boy come up to me after church. And he said, Pastor Carl, where does it say in the Bible that the streets of heaven are made of gold? Well, I knew that that's what the Bible said because... I had learned that as a child, and I heard that a thousand times. And there's a lot of popular Christian songs by popular Christian artists that talk about the streets of heaven being made of gold. So I thought, well, surely it's in the Bible. So I grabbed my Palm Pilot, and that'll give you a little frame of reference of when this happened. And I just opened up to my little Bible and my Palm Pilot, and I put in streets and gold, and I got zero results. Thought, well, okay, I must have did my search query a little bit wrong. So I tried, you know, just gold and I tried just streets and tried golden rod and I tried yellow and I tried uh, the chemical name for gold and I kept trying all these different things and I was kind of stuttering to this seven-year-old boy and uh, who was calling me on my challenge or uh, my offer to always tell kids where things said it in the Bible. And he said, well, why don't you drop the S from streets and just try street all right all right little punk so i i did i i put in uh the word for just street and gold and would you believe that when i put in the word street and gold the most amazing thing happened as soon as i entered that into the bible i got a result revelation 
21, 21. It says the 12 gates were 12 pearls, each gate made of a single pearl, and the great street of the city was of gold, as pure as transparent glass. All these years I've been a heretic. I've been teaching that the streets of heaven were made of gold, and it turns out only one street actually was. Now, I know that's not a heresy that will condemn you to that other place, the H-E double hockey sticks or hello without the O, but I had been teaching something that wasn't true. And, you know, we do that a lot. How many of you have taught the story of how the high priest would go into the Holy of Holies with a rope tied around his leg because if he had any unconfessed sin in his life, he would drop dead and the other priest would pull him out by the rope? Do you realize that is not true? They cannot find a record of that anywhere in, in Jewish written or oral tradition. Some great preacher made that up decades ago and it has been repeated orally through Protestant teaching not through any biblical or through any Jewish tradition. Huh? Research that and you'll find out that that's true. But we hear these things and we repeat these things as though they're biblical and they're not. And I was very proud of this boy because he had challenged me. He had proven me wrong. And as someone who wants to know the Bible, I was glad to find this right. I did the same thing when I was a young boy. Someone said to me, uh, and I had learned that the shortest verse in the Bible is um, Jesus wept, and uh, I discovered it isn't. Job 3.2 is actually the shortest verse in the Bible, and it's, he said. You can look it up yourself. It's so short that often many translations just combine two and three with a little dash, but if you look in the King James, that's usually the version that will put it by itself. He said is actually the shortest verse in the Bible. It's less letters, and um, it's actually shorter. So it's fun to study the Bible for yourself and discover truth for yourself and you know that's also not a heresy that's going to get you in much trouble uh, with your eternal destination but it's important to study the bible and to help kids have a love for the bible challenge your kids to have a bible to study the bible and to read their bible and to underline it i used to doodle in my bible they were doodles of stick figures but they were illustrating the bible my dad once said to me carl you know, it might be easier if you underline the stuff you didn't like because I marked up my Bible so much. But that love for the Word of God translate into a love for God. Now, I understand people always push back and say, you know, you're worshiping the Bible instead of worshiping God. Of course, that is a danger. But that isn't what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is a love for the Word of God because it's a means to know God and it's a mean to lo means to love God and to follow God. You know, and there's lots of great practical ways that you can challenge kids to do that. You can use a SPACE acronym, which is what I used to give kids, and that simply is giving them, saying, read a chapter and see if there's a sin that you need to stop, if there's a promise you need to claim, if there is an attitude that you need to adjust, a command you need to obey, or an example that you need to learn from. Or maybe you challenge the kids to get a notebook and start a CADVAD study. CADVAD simply stands for a chapter a day, verse a day. Read a chapter, look for one verse in that chapter, and then just underline it and copy it into your journal. And sometimes there's three great verses. You just pick one. Say, so you'll come back to that chapter another time, and then you pick another verse. But just pick one verse out of that chapter. Chapter day, verse a day. It's CADVAD, C-A-D-V-A-D, CADVAD notebook. You start a CADVAD notebook, you do a chapter day, verse a day, and you do that consistently for months and years. You will go through the Bible, and you will really get to know the Bible, and it'll make a great change in your life.
Now, let's talk about as a teacher. How do you develop a recipe? Well, number one, as a teacher, don't start with your curriculum. Now, I know you have curriculum. If you use my curriculum, thank you. Appreciate it. I'm honored. But don't start with the curriculum. Whatever you're teaching, start with the Bible, especially if you're teaching a systematic curriculum like Disciple End's core Bible curriculum or another curriculum that goes through the Bible. Open the Bible and read the passage. The Holy Spirit is the best curriculum. Read the passage, reflect on it. Then if you were cooking, you would reduce, right? You're going to reduce that passage down to what's the core, what's going on here in the character's life. What is God trying to say through this passage? Reduce it. And then restate it back in a simple way that kids can understand. So you read, reflect, reduce, and restate. And I go into more detail in the cookbook of uh, how to do that. But you read it, you reflect on it, you reduce it down to the core, and you restate it back, and that becomes your main point. And that's your main course. And then once you have that main course that some curriculums call the big idea or the main point, that becomes the central theme of your lesson. And then you keep hitting that. You know, when you watch Sesame Street, it'll say it's sponsored by you know, the letter B or the number four. You'll notice everything that hour keeps hitting on that number four, that letter B. You know, they may show f- some birds flying in the sky. And you watch this little 15-second thing. You know, why are they showing that? Well, notice it's four birds because the number is four and the letter's B. So there were four birds just flying by. You thought it was just a a miscellaneous clip that they grabbed and showed. No, it's because it was four and it was birds. So every little thing that they're going to do during that hour is going to have something to do with four and birds. It's the same when you're teaching. Once you've read, reflected, reduced, and restated, you've got that main point. Everything you do, every game, every activity, every skit, every verse in your sword drill, this is what I do at Disciple Town, it all comes back to that main point over and over and over again. And when you do that, it makes such a huge difference. And so let me challenge you this week to think of some ways that you can bring a new emphasis of the Bible into your ministry. You might need to buy some Bibles and stock your classroom so the kids can actually have Bibles and use Bibles in their ministry. Maybe you need to actually teach them a Bible so the kids see you holding a Bible. Maybe you need to bring back scripture memory into your personal life and into your ministry. You pray about it. God's going to give you some ideas. Why don't you share some of your ideas in the forum discussion? You might just win a track of Rob Yaji's new album. Well, this is Carl. Thanks for listening. I look forward to hearing with you, hearing back from you in the forum at Kidman Talk on Twitter, or you can email me, Carl, at KidmanTalk.com. Until next time, keep doing what you're doing.